AIC Stories Podcast presents. Welcome back. This is the AIC Stories Podcast. We're taking another look beyond the stream. This is episode seven. And I'm Dave. I'm joined on this episode by my good friend Justin at Bear Make It Everywhere Online. Be sure to go out and give him a follow. Reach out, tell him you said hello. And today we're going to be talking about episode six of the Netflix original series Archive 81. It's an episode titled The Circle, and it's it's an interesting conversation, um, some interesting looks, an interesting little twist in this episode. But before we get out of here, make sure if you want to keep up with everything going on at AIC Stories, just simply visit AICStories.com. You'll find everything there. All right, so we are back for episode six, The Circle. Just a few left, and this one was pretty intense. Uh, joining me, as always, Justin is here. And just a quick recap uh, based on the Google. This is uh, episode six called The Circle. It says, panic grows when Dan learns about his predecessor, and Melody tries to track the source of the Visser's dangers. So right off the bat, I'm turning it over to you, because you just watched this like minutes yeah. ago half hour ago something like that give me your your first takeaway on this and your overall impression um it was my overall impression was this was another one that like started off okay and then like it just slowly got more and more intense yeah like with what with both sides with melody and dan like right. last time it was melody in the seance this time it was both of them running this stuff that it was like whoa <laughs> um, I, I, but I think my biggest takeaway is like I think I nailed it. Like this new compound that he's in also has that same mold that the visor yes. building has. So yes. like I don't know what the connection is, but like it's there's something going on there. Yeah. Creepy it's... mold or what, <laughs> devotion or whatever Samuel called it. Like, yeah, I don't remember what he named it, but yeah, it is definitely growing thick in that compound and she finds it in that basement and but what's weird it's not growing like regular mold. It's growing into these like patterns and stuff, which is, yeah. you know, obviously not regular mold, but there's something up there. But yeah, you nailed that one. Um, I think my my first thought, and this one might get a little bit uh, in the weeds, and it might have been partially answered during the episode, but as I'm watching this to, to start it out, there was the, she Melody wakes up, in, in this strange apartment, realizes it's Samuel's and realizes the book that she got that he was looking for is missing. So Samuel took the book. What I wondered is, did he also take her other tapes, which it seems like she probably didn't, or he probably didn't. And if so, how did Virgil get them? Because otherwise I was trying to figure out like, how, how did they not, you know, uh, if she leaves, how did they burn up in the fire? But as we see, they kind of get left behind as things are happening when she's taken away her camera and everything's left at the end. But yeah, but why? Why do you think that is? Samuel took the book, but not the tapes. Well, I, th I think it only would make sense for him to take the one tape, right? Because it's not like sh she didn't have all the tapes on her. True, true. But I guess maybe he just didn't really 
he wasn't concerned about what she's recording mm. because like he probably thinks you know oh this is just another person i'm gonna rope into our cult well don't call it a cult you know but, <laughs> um because um, there's so much more than that but right yeah he probably was just overconfident that he's gonna yeah. be able to pull her into this scheme that they got going on to mm. sacrifice child and <laughs> turn her into a new world or whatever they're planning to do right that and, was but, and, horrifying like, yeah, but that opening scene, like, mm. if he wasn't already creepy, like, it, I think it's safe to assume he's the one recording Melody when she sleeps. Like, oh, yeah. Can yeah. you get more creepy, guy? Come on. <laughs> yeah, he is, uh, he is not my favorite at this point. <laughs> we'll just say that. What, what do you have for your, your second point on this episode? Um, I think it, like, the Mark and Dan relationship. Because like Dan obviously doesn't think he's going crazy, but if you just right. look at it from Mark's perspective, yeah, like there's a lot of weird stuff going on, and like on his end, he can't really find anything, right? Which makes sense. I mean, obviously this cult has good cover-up abilities, right? Right. But, um, just seeing Mark still though trying to help Dan by mm-hmm. going back to Jill, who we finally meet, you know, the ex-girlfriend. Yeah, that hasn't been mentioned in like four episodes now right um, or maybe not even since the first episode but, right um finally see her and she just happened to has like collects old stuff so she's got the mm-hmm. stuff from the um crest estate that right. has that snuff film in it and all that other stuff so right i don't know it, it was just nice seeing like that was obviously a point where they could have said okay mark and dan now we gotta wait for dan to make amends because he's the one that kind of went mm haywire but mark's still trying to help him right and that that kind of leads into one of the notes i had was you know the the idea that wow this is that entire archive of that that crest archive is now in mark's hands because he buys the whole thing and it's supposedly cursed and Mm -hmm. so he has this whole thing and he finds the guy that wrote all those notebooks or whatever yeah like i don't know if he found him I, i didn't quite catch that part i was watching but i was making a note at the same time and missed it a little bit as to did he actually find that guy that wrote the notebooks or find of him he found of him so he okay what he found was the girlfriend of that guy that's um, right alicia whatever her name is that's right um and the guy died in a single car accident in nova scotia i think he said that's right that's right what a weird coincidence a couple weeks after (laughs) leaving the job he died yeah and and he he those tapes with him were were pretty wild because it's all soap operas he's watching from that other lady. Yeah, also Patricia. recorded in the viscer. <laughs> right, right. Um, boy, there's so much in this episode to try and unpack. I'm trying to pick what the what the next big one is. I, I think I'm gonna go right to this one. It, it's a big one. It's towards the end, but we see that that mysterious static face come finally come through again in the tapes. And it's the same as that demon statue thing that they've been, you know, worshiping. It that's that's the face coming through. And not only that, but it starts coming right through Danny's TVs, every monitor, everything else. Mm-hmm. That scene was intense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and that like it just kind of kicked off like the whole rest of the like, climax of the episode too. Right. Dan just going kind of haywire on everything in that house right he's smashing screens and, and that's where he accidentally i mean see at least this time when he broke through some drywall 
uh, it, it made sense why, because he was swinging back to bust those tapes or whatever and accidentally hit the wall and it cracked <laughs> through. And that's where he yeah. found the mold and the hidden mansion and all of the, you know, the basement in the, in the compound and stuff. Mm-hmm. At least it wasn't that goofy closet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just looking for a snack and, oh, I, just, I think I'm just going to remodel this closet while I'm in here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that scene to me, or that sequence, I should say, was just, I, I was glued to it. Like, holy cow, this thing is taking form and coming through. And all I could th- uh, think of was Beatrice saying, you know, don't let it out. Uh, telling Melody that. And I wonder if that's what's trying to get out or if it's something else. I yeah, don't know. Like, I'm because I'm, I'm still not 100% sure what the connection is between Caligou or whatever that uh, right. statue monster thing is. Right. And the mold. Yeah. Like, what the, like, I don't know how they're linked. So, hmm. is it, yeah, is it the, I think it's obvious that it's probably the demon thing that they don't want to let out. Yeah. But it could also be the mold. Like, they don't want it mm. to get out spread. and spread, and, you know. Which it would other... appear it has because that compound is nowhere near the Visser building. But miraculously, that hidden mansion basement thing, either there's a, a exact replica, replica recreation under the compound or somehow mysteriously he's it's linked and he's there now. So I, I'm wondering if this isn't another Voss property Oh, uh, because like the old mansion that the Vissers built on it was the Voss family right. mansion or whatever. I'm wondering right. if this isn't like another one of their yeah. places because they were around in like the 30s, 40s, and 50s, I think, right like, around that time. Right. So maybe it would make sense that they like they build a place out in the country and it it, it has kind of that like mid-century-ish kind of feel to it. Yeah. So maybe like they just built another place and now like it's like- whatever Davenport's up to. Right like there. Well, and it's it's you know eerie because that that basement area is the same that we saw to open the episode from the snuff film and the circle and mm-hmm. all of that stuff and then what Melody sees down there and all of that, um, it's all and and what Danny finds it's all exactly the same. So I don't know if they're replicas or if there's some kind of, um, you know, I had a thought while I was watching it. I wonder if the one under the compound is somehow linked to the one under the Visser building, and it's more like a a portal between the two places somehow. But I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, because it, like there are doors going out of the one that Dan found. Right. Right. I guess I I don't remember if the one that Samuel and Melody were in, if it was just a closed off room or if mm. it had. I think there were doors. There in were there doors too. there too. I yeah. think. Yeah, I think there were at least. I think one I remember. Yeah, seeing one maybe when you can kind of see the right. people praying or doing yeah. whatever they're doing. Right. I think they're standing kind of by a door. Right. I thought Which, it was. What the heck kind of prayer is that? You read in a weird, <laughs> yeah, melodic rhythm like that's. Yeah. Uh, well, without. Mm, I wonder if I can say this without spoiling anything. In in the podcast version, that song that they're humming, you know, that weird breathing, humming melody plays a, a, a pretty big role in what's going on ultimately. Now, the show doesn't seem to be going quite that direction. I mean, it's definitely there. It's definitely referenced, mm-hmm. but it's it doesn't seem to be being treated the same way as it did in the podcast. But I, I, I don't want to say too much more because we'll see what sure. happens these last two episodes. But yeah. there is I mean- significance in the podcast to that that specific sound. 
and obviously it's affecting Melody. Mm -hmm. It's causing her like physical discomfort. So right, like there's something going on with it. Well, and and Samuel even mentions, um, you know, something about he knew she was the one because the sound, you you know, the the what he called it a a prayer or a chant or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, you know, he said he knew she was the one because of how she was impacted by the you know music when she heard the um the composer lady stuff too so yeah something weird there spirit receiver or whatever maybe who knows but so i think yeah go ahead i went for the spirit receiver i think that's a different thing separate thing just based on what happened with annabelle yeah like they say that she's a spirit receiver but she like got nutso with that (laughs) yeah with the paint from the mold or whatever so right right and I, i like I'm curious what they have to do, like what what their plan is. Like, mm-hmm. they're, so obviously they're going to try to sacrifice Jess. I mean, we, right? We learned that, right? But I guess I wasn't sure because he talks. He said he admits that he doesn't know Melody's mom. That he made that up. He sent the letter, right, to try to get Melody there, right? And I, I forget what he said now, mm-hmm. but later in that conversation, he said something else referencing her mom. Right. Oh, that maybe you think, can see her again or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I don't know if that was just him trying to lure her to help them make this new world where that would be possible, or if he, right. her, her mom didn't live there, but maybe he still mm. knows. Yeah. I, I definitely think there's a connection of some sort there because how on earth otherwise would they even know who Melody is? Uh, you know, it's, I think, although she dropped her off as an infant, so how would she even know anymore? But. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. I think there's something there, and I still think that that woman's face that Annabelle kept painting, I still think that's going to turn out to be Melody's mom. I I think you're right with that one. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's yeah. Maybe I, I it's too obvious, but that's where all the clues seem to be pointing. Yeah, and like I think they're somehow going to make connection with wherever she's trapped, and that's yeah. going to be like I don't know exactly what that's going to look like. But right. yeah, I think I don't know if Melody and her mom are gonna get totally reunited, but I think there's mm-hmm. at least gonna be a, like a connection there, right? To, right. to satisfy that. Hmm. Well, what do you have for your third? Um, I've got to look at my notes and see what we haven't talked about. We kind of <laughs> right. wandered a little bit. We did. We did. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think we've covered pretty much everything that I had noted down. I- I've got. Um, one or two quick ones I can throw sure. at you. Just some observations. Uh, number one, I thought it was interesting how they made when he cracks open that VCR after it completely destroys that tape and finds a VCR full of mold. I thought it was kind of cool how the the mold in there was sparkling just like the stuff in the air does when he talks to Melody. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just a, a small little thing I noticed. My other question, though, is I still... Th- there's something up with that. You know, she was in a red coat previously, now she wore a brown one in this one, but that maintenance woman on the compound. What does she know? Because she keeps popping up at just the right times, and it seems like she knows something. Yeah, and like what she said to Dan this time mm-hmm. was almost like she was trying to look out for his best interests. Right, trying like to just, warn, just him. finish it and move on. Right, like, forget just get about out of it. here. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know how aligned she would be with Davenport at this time. Like, right. I, I wonder like, if he even knows she's there. 
Davenport? Yeah, because well, I, he has everything, you know, monitored. But if you think about where and when she shows up, it's usually not in places that are being monitored outside. I mean, at the door that one time, but yeah, otherwise it's always been like outside away from the compound. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I wonder. So, I guess because we haven't seen her interact with anybody else but Dan. Right. Is she a figment it, of his imagination? Yeah. Like, is it yeah. possible that she, well, that she's, yeah, linked there? Right. Like Dan was linked to Melody, like with how uh, they were interacting. And I've never paid attention to see if there's any weird sparkly stuff in the air, but I, I don't remember seeing any. But I don't remember seeing any either. There could be a link there still. That, that's I didn't even think of that from from the viewpoint of you know a construct of his mind. I'm almost like a uh, his own Jiminy Cricket watching out for him, you know, yeah. trying to warn him as he's as he's getting deeper into this. Um, the last thing I had, which is a, of course. The moment at the end of this episode that makes you want to hit play immediately is who knocked Danny out? Yeah. Who did um, it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't think it's gonna be Davenport. Mm-mm. I don't know. Something just tells me that it's not gonna be him. Could it be Mark? Snuck in to try and help his friend and sees him freaking out and knocks him out to get him out of there, maybe? I don't know. That doesn't seem like mm, yeah, something that would happen. But I guess I could see it. See Mark being there. Uh-huh. I just don't know why he would knock him out. Like, right? If, if the ritual rooms are somehow linked, yeah. Like once Mark found the, like got his hands on that estate and all that, mm-hmm. like archive, he could have tracked down, yeah, like another one or something. Right. So. Uh- I mean, the only people you'd think logically it could be would be either Davenport or maybe Mark or maybe the the red coat, brown coat woman maintenance lady. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that she's got it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> strengthen her to do that based on how they portrayed her. The the other kind of weird random thought is if those things are linked and he's been interacting with Melody, what if it was somehow Samuel mixing nope. in between and Samuel's the one that knocked him out. Yeah, when you started talking about it just a moment ago and you said like you wonder who it was yeah. my first thought was Samuel and then I was yeah. like wait no that doesn't make sense he died yeah. in the fire <laughs> but way, we yeah. don't know that he actually died in the fire so no like, we don't like because the only person that's said that has been Davenport who I don't trust right so, yeah you can't trust him yeah that, that's that I don't know I can't wait to hit play on this next episode and find out I'm hoping they answer it like relatively quickly in this next episode but we'll yeah. see I'm um, curious. Go ahead. Like, it looked like in this episode, Dan was working on the last tape, and that's the one that made his VCR go all moldy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That was one other note I had was, ooh, the final tape, but still two episodes left in the show, so this should get interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm wondering like, if we're going to see more of just one of their perspectives, like Dan and Melody, mm-hmm. or even without the tapes, if they're still going to be able to like interact. Yeah. I wonder too, um, again, another (laughs) area I don't want to say too much on, but I wonder how much of these last two episodes are going to get, you know, we've seen this show get weird already. 
mm-hmm. wonder if these last two episodes are going to go absolutely like off the rails weird from anything we've seen yet. Because I I don't know how they're going to end this show. It's deviated quite a bit, uh, you know, in so many ways from from what the podcast did. But I know season two, like I'd mentioned before, season two of the podcast got really, really far out there. I mean, like, just insanely different than the first season. Mm -hmm. It all makes sense still. The story makes sense. But it goes to some places that are just, what now? (laughs) You know, just (laughs) really out there. And I'm wondering how much they're going to lean into that these last two episodes. So Hmm. it's going to get interesting to see. Um, Did you have any favorite or eye roll moments this episode? Um, I had a little eye roll moment. Okay. uh, Just more of a character decision. Like, Mm -hmm. so, and again, like in the last episode, Melody just starts walking around on the sixth floor when she gets (laughs) through that locked door. Like, why are you doing this? And in this one, like, she goes downstairs where the mold or whatever is on the wall and she just yeah. starts poking at it. It's like, what are you doing? You should, right. you know, you shouldn't be touching this stuff. Like that's right. what PPE is for gloves, <laughs> a mask. Um, well, and, and she was there a to, small thing. Like well, a, she was there to collect a sample of it. So I know she got, got there and, you know, kind of startled by it and filming it and whatever else, again, with that amazing low light camera. Yeah. And, at that, at the same time, it's like okay, you filmed it, get your sample, and get out. And then when Samuel shows up, that was my little bit of an eye roll moment. Like, I guess it's kind of a typical horror film thing, but why are you following him into this little random room that he says, "Trust me, everything's okay." Yeah. Like, why go running like, the other way now? <laughs> yeah. Or be like, I will go with you. Let me just go get like a dozen friends so that <laughs> right. we outnumber you quite evenly, quite right. obviously, and then we'll go down there. Right. Like, that was a, a little bit of, that was the first moment I had in this thing where it felt like every time you watch a horror film, there's always one of those moments where you're like, oh, you're so stupid. What are you doing? And you know better than this, you know? Mm-hmm. That was the first time I felt that in this series, so. Uh, I had I did have a, a bit of a favorite moment, and, and I don't know if it'll make sense, but I liked how this episode brought us a, a bit of a like a mini resolution to the the tape storyline um, with Melody's discovery of the mold, and then you know Samuel, all the stuff we talked about revealing the Voss Mansion, all that stuff. Um, it brings us full circle back to episode one, which was kind of cool because now there's still more story left to tell. And what I loved about it from a storytelling standpoint is that it, it, this whole thing has lured us in and sucked us in with this storyline of these tapes. And now they've kind of resolved the tapes. They're back to square one. Melody's been taken. She's asking whoever sees it to don't forget about her, come save her. Mm-hmm. But now it's opened up all these other questions and really you know shown you that this story that we've seen so far is just almost a beginning and i love that storytelling aspect where you get so involved in the storyline only to realize there's something way bigger at play to me that was one of my favorite moments of this episode is seeing that unfold for us so i really dug that i think it gives like it just nails down and solidifies what is going to be dan's mission now yeah Um, to 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 be the one that finds Melody. Mm-hmm. Like, cause that's gotta happen now, right? If that doesn't happen, I'm gonna be very upset. Right. Like, they've, they've set it up. 
they've linked them together. They've had conversations when they shouldn't mm-hmm. be able to. He's watched all these tapes, and now he's standing there staring at the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's begging somebody to help her. So right. Like, he, he's got to be that one. What um, it, it kind of hearing you say that makes me think of something that could be kind of fun. We've got two episodes left before this thing's wrapped up. What are the big questions out there or kind of story threads that that you feel we need to see answers to? I know Danny finding Melody somehow, figuring that out. What else for you is lingering out there that's kind of the big things that you're hoping are addressed in these final two episodes? I don't know how much I'd classify them as big things, but uh-huh. just some questions that keep coming back up, even if they're small and right. don't matter in the long run. Right. Um, in the early episodes, we see Dan and his sister as kids, mm-hmm. and their dad tells him to stop playing that song on the piano. Right. So obviously, he knows something about that song. Yes. How did the kids learn it? Uh-huh. Um, I think we know now why he doesn't want them to play it, because right. it's a weird cult prayer <laughs> right. thing. But how right. did the kids learn it? Where did they hear it? And even where did he hear it? Because he's not related to any of this stuff, as far as we know. Other than that, he shows up in this final tape. Right. And so how how deep is his connection with Samuel? Yeah. Because he gave Samuel Melody's information. Right. So obviously, like whatever message board he was posting on went mm-hmm. deeper than what he what he told Melody. Right. So how, how deep is that connection with Samuel? Yeah. And um the other one that comes to mind as far as something that like is unresolved as mm-hmm. of yet Nick, because I just don't think it's happened is that comet coming by again yeah um, Jess got the telescope and I'm wondering if when they have to do the thing in the circle whatever mm-hmm. ritual sacrifice they're doing if that right. happens at the same time as the comet coming by right and that's how those are linked but that's just something else we need a freaking yeah. answer to wait and see yeah. I, yeah I know the only other thing I was thinking is uh, for me I really hope we get some sort of answer some sort of resolution around the fires themselves for the viscer oh, yeah. and for for Danny's parents place where his uh, they never really mentioned his mom but I'm assuming she's there um but the dad and, and sister at the very least there mm-hmm. that that burn up and, and I'm hoping we get something to kind of give an idea what happens there yeah I thought um because I didn't it didn't connect to me that you know she Melody gets taken out of the viscer by force. Right. Uh, but when she ran away, like ran back to her apartment and started packing up, yeah. I thought she was about to light the fire that burned down the viscer. Oh. And then I was like, well, she lights the fire here. She goes to Dan's house because she just found out that mm-hmm. um, Samuel got her information from Dan's dad that she's not happy about that. She's going to go burn that one down too. It but could now, happen in reverse of that though. I guess. Like she could get out of wherever she is and then go do it. Unless they're taking her, unless he takes her to his house as they're leaving oh, maybe. the viscer yeah. because she's comfortable there and he may say, just bring her to my house and I can treat, I've got her files there, you know, whatever, any, any yeah. story excuse, but maybe, yeah, maybe he takes her there first and then she burns it down escaping and comes back to the viscer and, and takes care of that too, but mm. yeah, I, but I don't know. I don't know that that would satisfy my no. need to know that I, right. it just doesn't it seems like a way to easy way out is to have Obvious. her be the one behind the fires yeah right and this series has been anything but obvious with its storylines 
There are some that, you know, you've been like, you know, we've kind of been like, okay, yeah, yeah, there is that connection. But at the same time, I, I don't know about you, but I feel like there is still a massive twist or two that is, you know, bombs of some sort that are going to get dropped on mm -hmm. us in these last two episodes. So, yeah, I think whoever punched Dan is going to be the first one. Because <laughs> I, I, we talked about quite a few people. It wouldn't surprise me at all if it's, you know, somebody yeah. totally different. Yeah, I, I'm interested to see as as this episode goes up and if people are watching along. If you know, don't spoil it. Don't be a jerk. But if you're watching along with us and at the same time are making guesses, I'd love to hear who you guys think it was that knocked Danny out at the end. That'd be that'd be fun to see and see, you know, kind of who the the front runner is. If there's someone that we haven't even thought about, maybe it's someone we haven't even met yet. Maybe Ratty grew real big. Yeah. He was eating <laughs> all that goes wire. In a completely different direction. Now there's a mutant right. rat. No, but it'd be cool <laughs> to hear some some thoughts on what you guys think happened there. So, I don't know any any other uh, closing thoughts on this one before we before we jump out and go hit play on the next episode. Um, no, I don't think so. That's it was uh, another one where it was. I just need to click that. <laughs> Say I just did it on accident. Oh, I accidentally clicked next next episode and I watched right. the next one. Right, but I didn't. I I was good. I didn't either. It was it was super tempting, but I was like, okay, I know we're recording. Well, we were originally supposed to record this uh, last night or whatever it was, and um, so I'd watched it right the night after we recorded last time. Doesn't matter. Listeners don't care. But yeah, yeah. It, it was it was one of those things where I wanted to hit play. I'm like, nope. I know we're gonna record this one, and then I can find out soon. So <laughs> I, I held off. But yeah, it definitely is is up there. I, the the only other thought I had as we go out of here, that opening sequence where we get the black and white shot of the guy narrating the intro, I guess you'd say, to the circle. Yeah. All I could think was, oh, I got to find a way to replicate that sound. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put a series out with that that tone and that sound. That'd be so much fun. Say so, okay, I know, I know exactly how you do it. Yeah. You get a time machine and you travel back <laughs> to the 30s <laughs> and just start making all your content. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> yeah. Easy peasy. Easy, easy. Yeah. So uh, I think that's it. Let's get out of here. Go watch episode seven. Um, episode seven is called The Ferryman. That looks interesting. Uh, it says the veil drops from a cursed film's origins. At the Voss Mansion in 1924, Iris recruits Rose for a blood ritual, and Dan knows he must find Annabelle. Hmm. <laughs> oh, he's so, finding Annabelle now. Yeah. Interesting. And I don't yeah. even know who Iris and Rose are. I think they mentioned Iris. Are they crest people? Oh, Voss people. The, the Voss people. Yeah. Okay. They're the ones in the snuff film. That's right. Well, let's go watch it. We'll see you guys here next week. Yeah, later.